0: Hi, I'm Tim Harrison, I'm the Managing Director of Ionic Rare Earths. I'm here to talk to you today about the recent activities that we've been doing in the field in in Uganda at Makutu and also our plans to move downstream in rare earth refining and separation um, and magnet recycling.
1: Tim, good to see you mate. Haven't seen you since August and if if it's based on uh, news release count, you're one of the busiest companies out there. Um, (laughs) a lot lot of news being pumped out of the market at the moment. I want to I want to kind of focus in on what we talked about last time, which was the kind of disconnect between people's expectation of the resource size and uh, the study that came out back in August. People didn't get it. You got hammered as a result. Uh, What What have you done to fix that?
0: Yeah. So we mobilized uh, a number of drill rigs in the field in Uganda. Um, We completed eight thousand. Meters of drilling, um, looking at increasing the amount of inferred resources at Makutu, pushing that total quantum of the of the inferred or inferred resource to indicated, um, and that indicated resource base will support um, the the company's project activities with regards to the feasibility study, which we're
1: planning on completing later this year. And and so, what percentage of the um, um, inferred came into indicated? How much have you been able to move over with eight thousand meters?
0: So, we're still waiting for drill assays and we're looking at doing that resource update um, in a few months' time. Um, that 8,000 metres of drilling is the largest program we've done at the project today. The plan is to move a substantial portion of the 248 million tonnes of inferred resource to, to indicate it. Um, with, with what we've already got as indicated, the plan is to, to have a total resource in excess of 250 million tonnes of indicated. Um, Resources with that new update uh, in a, in a couple of months or a few months time.
1: Right. So, so given people's, expect- what expe- people's expectations were, do you think that is going to be big enough to be one uh, kind of f- f- fix the disconnect with the marketplace and two make you attractive to you know uh, industry to actually start taking you serious as um, a company which has got the scale which they may require.
0: Oh look, I think we've we've always been serious. We've always had the scale there. It's just a matter of moving it from an inferred to an indicated classification, and it was just a matter of time. I think you know that eight thousand meters of drilling that we've completed in this phase four program will increase the total resource, uh, the indicated resource, um, up to over two hundred and fifty million tonnes. And at that sort of tonnage, we're looking at the potential for a twenty five year plus life of mine for the feasibility study, which is more than enough. For us to, to move forward with the project with a lot of confidence, knowing that we've still got a substantial amount of greenfield exploration potential out to the east and also a new tenement that we, uh, we acquired out to the northwest.
1: Okay, so so that's going on. So is there, is there more drilling planned? were you just waiting for assays and they'll do you for a while?
0: We'll get these assays back. We'll have a look at the updated resource. I'm expecting not only an increase in confidence but also an increase in the total quantum. Um, so, you know, the expectation is we're going to end up with a larger resource, higher confidence. Um, that's going to be more than adequate for us to move forward with the feasibility study. I think long term, you know, the reality is, you know, potentially we push back some drilling. Maybe we look at doing some later this year, um, more reconnaissance drilling, just to get an idea of the potential out to the northwest. Um, we're very confident with what we've got out to the east. You know, we announced. The, um, the RAB drilling last year, which was, I think, of the 25 holes we drilled, 23 came back um, with um, ionic adsorption clay mineralisation above the cutoff grade. So we know that the project is or has the potential to get substantially larger, um, but certainly at 25 years supporting the feasibility study, I think that's going to be more than enough for us to move forward with a lot of confidence.
1: Absolutely. So it can process gets to a certain scale, and you know, if you don't need to do too much more. What people want to see is how do you fit yourself and so yourself into the, the the ecosystem, right? I think there's a fear from some people that you go, your, your reliance is entirely on China, right? That ne- They need to step forward and help you move this project forward. But you've made recently made a, an acquisition of Saren, Saren Tech. Where does that fit into this story? Why did you do that? What's the point?
0: Yes, so Seren Technologies, um, you know, technology ionic liquids for the separation of rare earth elements. So for our ability to move downstream um, and look at, you know, developing our own refinery, we, you know, with the acquisition of Seren Technologies, we have in-house capability. Um, They're based in Belfast, associated with Queen's University Belfast and the Cruel Research Centre. Leaders and experts in the field of ionic liquids um, we have that capability in-house. We can do all of our rare earth refining test work in-house. You know, the, the ability to build our knowledge base, build our refinery design around our internal capability, um, and also with the acquisition of serin Technologies, the potential to move very quickly on magnet recycling is also very exciting for the company.
1: Yeah, but it it's lab work right it's a university. tease university as well involved as queens university of belfast it, it's just it's early early stage stuff it 's not commercial so you know you 're talking the language of being able to do x y z they 're not that far down the process themselves
0: so when it comes to rare earth refining and basically what needs to happen over the the coming years we 're all starting with a blank piece of paper um, the opportunity for the industry now is to go and um, set the rules, set the framework, set the infrastructure in place to take quality baskets, quality rare earth baskets, refined and separated into the individual rare earth uh, oxides, and potentially taken further to metals and alloys and magnets um, to support these new supply chains that need to be need to be developed. If um, you know Western governments are looking for alternative, secure and traceable supplies,
1: but you're a miner. What are you doing? You're diversifying all of a sudden. I mean, you gotta take care of project number one first, and you gotta give people confidence there. So what what are you doing? What's the plan?
0: Yeah, so that's exactly what we're doing. We're taking our unique basket from Makutu, which has substantial upside, and we're unlocking the value of that upside by going downstream with a separate team, a separate focus. We've acquired the individuals with the capability to, to lead these programs. And we're building that capacity now to support our uh, ambitions of being uh, more vertically integrated into the new rare earth supply chains that will emerge over
1: coming years. Right, so given you said as a blank sheet of paper, you, you're talking the language of acquiring the people. Um, what have you acquired? Have you, have you acquired a, a process of intellectual property, the people, uh, and what exactly do you get for it? How much did you pay for it? Tell me more about the deal.
0: Okay, so we've acquired patents and know-how. Um, we've acquired, you know, the know-how and the demonstration and piloting test work that's been done over a number of pilot campaigns, we'll be working with Sarin on um, initially a demonstration plant and plans to, to quickly move to commercial uh, commercialising the technology um, over the course of the next couple of years. So, you know, we see this as being hugely exciting for, for the company, um, exciting for our ability to bring on near-term, low-cost Supplies of magnet rare earths Um, and the exciting thing is that because we're starting out where we are we're starting out um, we're getting an opportunity to to set a lot of the rules um, to be one of the first movers in this space and this is an area that potentially is going to make up 25 percent of the rare earth supply chain uh, by the end of this decade so it's a great opportunity for ionic to put a flag in the sand and uh, and stake out our piece of the pie
1: Right. And how many other people are doing this? I mean, because obviously you've gone to them. They need to buy into you as much as you need to buy into them because this thing's going to need funding. Were they relying on you to commercialize this for me? What exactly is the relationship?
0: Yeah. So we're acquiring 100% of Seren Technologies. Um, the deal itself um, was a, a cash and script deal a million dollars US cash, $1.5 million worth of script. And a milestone fee on the first commercial um, or the commercialization of the technology. So, potentially another $1.5 million.
1: What's that mean? Commercialization means what? Uh,
0: so, building the first asset that recycles magnets and turning it into rare earth oxides, or commercializing the technology via a, a license agreement or a license of our or Seren Technologies rare earth separation that can be used on mineral concentrates. It can be used on um, intermediate products like the mixed rare earth carbonate from Makutu. So it has a, a wide appeal, a wide um, potential commercialisation. Um, and so for us, we see a way to, to move very quickly, whether it be magnet recycling or rare earth separation, technology has a lot of uh, wide appeal.
1: Okay, so it's not reliant on getting feed in, it's not reliant on sales or, or revenues, revenue, right? on. Building the facility funding and building the facility to be able to produce you know, whatever you end up producing and wherever you hope to sell it to. Magnet rare earths. That's right. So it's it's a pretty simple deal. Um, it's,
0: you know, when you're looking at the opportunity with magnet recycling, um, there's a lot of spent magnets um, from deployments, you know, 15, 20 years ago, those magnets need to be recycled because that rare earth that's contained within those magnets um, is extremely important because there's not the new supplies of rare earths coming online that need to come online so secondary sourcing becomes a great opportunity
1: right so what needs to happen to allow you to do that obviously you're going to need to source that that's a big deal right if there's going to be if it's a nascent industry it's a blank sheet of paper everyone's Going to be clamouring for this re- recycling. We, I think we've interviewed a couple of companies ourselves um, previously. It, it's going to be a busy, little busy space. So, what? How much time and effort are you putting into now, trying to be able to source this? And, and how credible are you, given how early this is for you?
0: So, Seren have um, have done a lot of the groundwork already. So, they've mapped out a lot of the, the inventories of magnets across uh, the US and Europe, for example. Um, they've had a number of discussions that have moved forward. You know, one of the opportunities for us and the appeals for SERIN is to take this technology and uh, apply it directly to a, a resource. Um, so we, I think, uh, are able to work together and move very quickly on commercialising this technology. We're planning on building a demo plant uh, later this year in the UK, and that will then provide us with the ability to move very quickly on, um, you know, potentially commercialising in, in Europe or the US.
1: Why the UK? That's where Seren's based. And well, Seren's Belfast and, T- and 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 Tees, but may not necessarily be the best. Well, who knows? Okay, you're, you're going to build it in the UK for, for, for now, and how much is that going to cost you? Uh probably a couple million dollars. Okay. And last time we spoke, you did 11 million bucks, but that was pretty much you know for drilling and moving, advancing things. So you're going to be raising money soon.
0: Uh always looking to do the right deal for the
1: company and uh, you know create value. Right, and so how quickly would you look to build this $2 million project?
0: Well, we're finalising, we've got to work through the due diligence on the Seren acquisition. Um, we're planning on having that completed in early March. Um, so potentially. Um, mean, mean, meaning, meaning
1: what? Because I thought, I, I thought it was a done deal. So, you know, what, what, two more months of due diligence on what specific aspect?
0: Uh, we're looking at the, the technology. We're looking at um, the strategy to implement um, and making sure we have a, a clear line of sight on, you know, initial steps for the company to
1: move forward with, with demonstration and commercialization. Okay, and so how does it work in terms of reporting? You've got to report the fact that you've begun discussions. You can't wait until after you've concluded and closed the transaction. That's right. But- right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, right. So um, with. With regards to um, the other things that you're going to need to put in place, to once that deal has concluded, it's not just money. Are you going to have to hire people, or is Seren entirely staffed up and capable of delivering what they promised you?
0: Yeah, so Seren, have got an exceptionally clever team. Um, So we're lucky enough to be bringing on board a number of um, experienced technologists and um, PhDs who've been working with Seren for the last few years, Um, and. They effectively know all of the opportunities for the, the technology moving forward. They've done all of the piloting. They've been through and, uh, and identified opportunities for further improvement. Um, they've done the engineering on the uh, demonstration plant. Um, so we're looking to move
1: very quickly with the uh, team that we acquire there. And how does it work with the university? Because obviously the university is funding the, the research and, and presumably paying some of these people. How's that no, right? no, no.
0: So uh, so we're associated with uh, Queen's University, So, um, but Seren Technologies is fully staffed and funded by Seren.
1: Okay. So, so in what sense is it when you say you're, you're teaming up with Queen's University, of Belfast, and Tees University? Oh,
0: so the, the technology itself is so associated with uh, with Queen's University. Uh, Professor Peter Knockerman was one of the inventors. Um, he's one of the... Uh, um, Ionic liquids experts from Queen's University and the Bell Research Centre, and uh, and Peter has been and will be a uh, a technical resource for the company moving forward.
1: Okay, and if you get some sort of sense of given the work that's been done by Sarah on the size of the opportunity, what's the size of the market? Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Um,
0: it's one that's growing. Matt. Okay, so um, you know we we've looked at magnet recycling and the opportunity. Um, you know, potentially looking at a market that's going to grow into the thousands of tons of neodymium-iron-boron magnets per annum. Um, that market will need to to examine recycling going forward because it will be just too large an amount of of critical raw materials locked up in in spent materials for it not to be recycled.
1: And what's the biggest source of feed for you guys? Is it is it presumably electric electric vehicles? The, the magnets used in in automotive manufacture I mean, or are there other? I think places?
0: that's a that's a that's an industry that's got a lot of upside and potential. Right. But when we look at the magnets that are ready to go now, you're probably offshore wind turbines. Um, you know, so the very large magnets and being able to to bring those in. You know, we're looking at a demonstration plant potentially treating around 30 tons uh, of magnets uh, per annum. So. Um, When you're looking at a commercial plant, we're probably looking at a commercial scale of around 600 tonnes per annum, so um, they're not huge um, installations, they're not capital intensive, Um, they're quite modest on the capital requirement, but they do provide um, the ability to modularise um, magnet rare earth production um, and recycling, say 600 tonnes of magnets will bring online 200 tonnes per annum of rare earth oxide. Um, which is 200 tons more than is going to be produced anywhere else yeah. so um, okay
1: so how, how, does, how does that market work because obviously there's very few manufacturers of um, wind turbines and there's they they may or may not have contracts with other people to t- dispose or uh, uh, re- recycle in some way so there's got to be a handful, you know a few Know, small number of people there I mean, how how does that market look at the moment in terms of you're talking about a nascent industry right? so I'm interested in like it's in these are new conversations, new contracts, and you know people have been producing wind, wind turbines not for very long and the same probably eventually with with uh, car manufacturers is there's not going to be that many contracts available right it seems so how do you prove yourself and stand up and say our technologies greener, cleaner, quicker. And at the end of the day, cheaper is what they go with, right? So, if you tick the other box, is is a first mover advantage? Is that that what you try, need to try and get?
0: I think first mover advantage is important, but it's also important to have the right ta- technology. And I think that that's again another opportunity for us because um, with the technology that Seren has developed, um, they are not only able to extract the rare earths out of the um, spent waste magnets, um, they're able to then refine that recovered rare earths into high-purity rare earth oxides that can be deployed into new, um, higher-spec magnets going forward. So it's a very unique technology compared to other technologies that 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 have been developed, which don't have the ability to extract and separate the rare earths. They effectively just take the spent products and process that material such that it can be recast in the same or less of quality magnets going forward.
1: How's the technology work? Because I'm interested in this. Because if I if I look at the battery recycling, it's obviously different. Um, you know, people talk about pyrometallurgical par- par- um, processes, which is frowned upon. Uh, the new thing is hydrometallurgical process because so it's cleaner, greener, friendly, and all those wonderful things. So people are going down that route. For you guys. How do you hit those kind of green credentials? Because it's, it's like de at the moment. And whether, whether you believe it um, happens or not, that's a tick box exercise you've got to go through. So, why did you buy into this? Why Sarah's technology versus something else?
0: So, again, um, hydrometallurgical. So, it, it fits within the skill set of the existing members of the company now. So, we understand the technology, we understand the, the, the unit operations and the way in which the technology is deployed. Hydrometallurgically, it leaches or extracts the rare earths from the spent magnets, which can then be separated in a mode similar to solvent extraction and refined to 99.99% rare earth oxides. This is a technology that is unique compared to other players in the rare earth magnet recycling space. And we think it provides us with a, a first mover advantage in the ability to recycle magnets into the high product qualities required to be then redeployed into the new magnets that that industry is going to to want to produce, Um, you know, magnets that have the ability to increase the amount of heavy rare earths um, relative to the neodymium and praseodymium in high-intensity magnets going forward. So we see it as being a step change in current technology opportunities and availabilities out there. Um, It's got a modest capital requirement, which means that we can move very quickly on it. And, um, and a cookie cutter approach.
1: Okay. So, okay. Two things there. One, um, you said it's unique. It's unique now, but everyone, if people are looking at this as a, as a, a commercial opportunity, there'll be entrance coming in. And so you do need to be fast to your point. You're going to need to move fast. And, and the cookie cutter approach, because of the low capex entry for you guys, but therefore low entry for other people too. You are going to have to move quickly. How do you, how do you do that?
0: That's so. We're looking at the demonstration plant um, with Seren uh, this year, and then the plan is that next year we look at commercialising the plant. And Seren have already had a number of discussions with groups in both uh, Europe and the US, and so we'll look at capitalising on all the groundwork that's been done by Seren
1: um, previously. So, and how how do you how do you know that the, the commerciality component is that? How do you, you make money, right? Because if someone's pr- providing feedstock. That you're going to sign short-term contracts for those sorts of things. They're going to want their piece of the pie here. Um, you're a 100% owner, which 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 is great. But contracts will become harder and harder to to find. So how do you tie yourself into a long, significant contract? What what have they found? I think out? everything
0: it's it's about partnerships, right? It's about being able to work with suppliers who've got access to the magnets today and being able to structure up long-term supply agreements where everybody gets a slice of the pie. So, um, you know, the work that Seren's done in mapping inventories of spent magnets, working with potential partners who will be operating the equipment, decommissioning uh, equipment, and will have a steady stream of magnets into the future, um, and working with them to be able to then supply the rare earths, the high-purity individual rare earth oxides that can be redeployed into the the materials and the products that they need going forward. So again, it's this whole vertical integration um, in in new supply chains that, that we're very excited to be participating in.
1: Okay. And, and so banging bang on about this, but, but, but this is a filler, right? The, 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 mining side of things and the drilling and you're waiting for assays. That's just like, you know, it's a slightly longer time horizon. This kind of fits in nicely into a little gap. Uh, and maybe getting into revenue generation a little bit quicker, which, which potentially can help you with, with, with the main, main, um, prize, as it were. But, um, have they, has CERN provided you with some numbers? I, I get that they may, Not necessarily have the experience of being able to put detailed costings together in terms of plant build and demo, or or otherwise. But what's their what's their perception of how much margin is there to be made with their process? Um, Yeah, we've we've received through the 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 due diligence, we've received a lot of the work that they've done,
0: including independent third party studies um, that have determined capital and operating costs. Um, We've had a look at that, and we'll continue to look at that over the course of the DD. We're not in a position, obviously, to report that to the market until we finalise the transaction. But, you know, there's certainly a good opportunity there for us to explore. Um, When talking about the role that Magnet Recycling fills for for IONIC, you're right, it helps us fill the void. We're 100% focused on, obviously, the, the work that we've been doing with Makutu and with that basket that we'll be producing at Makutu, which has the potential to be a very, very long life asset producing magnet and heavy rare earths. Um, Our plans to go downstream to produce individual separated rare earths, potentially go further beyond oxides, look at maybe uh, metals and alloys. And as we start to build those new supply chains, the fact that we've got magnet recycling in our toolkit Means that we can then go and build relationships with players more integrated in supply chains, um, and look at ways in which we can leverage our capability into these new and emerging um, vertically integrated circular economies that will be developed in uh, in Western um, in Western countries.
1: And with regards to what I said earlier about um, perception of your you know you're tying yourself to to China, certainly as being an African asset play is. To decouple yourself further from that thought or reality, um, will we see more acquisitions, nascent or, or otherwise?
0: Um, look, I think we've got enough on our plate right now, Matt. Um, I think the reality is we've now got, we've got a fantastic asset in Kutu. It's going to be a long-life producer of magnet and heavy rare earths. It's unique um, and it does stand head and shoulders above a lot of other rare earth development opportunities today. We've now got the separation technology. We've got magnet separation capability as well and recycling. So um, I think we've got a pretty full um, dance card um, for for the next little while um, and a lot of work to be done to progress um, each of these and give them the the level of attention that they need to to move forward. And, you know, ultimately we want to try and get Makutu into production in early 2024. So we've got our hands full with that regardless.
1: Okay. And so and you may say that, but I didn't quite catch it earlier. The resource update will be when? Yeah, so we've had a, a delay with
0: getting assays out of the labs here in, in Australia. Um, expected to have all of the assays back in March and um, and hopeful of being able to do the resource update in in April.
1: Right, and and when that when that happens, the number will be big, and that and that's great. Um, what happens off the back of that? Clearly, it, you're putting a signal to the market saying, "Look, it's as big as we told you. We've we've taken the inferred into indicated. Um, you know, we're we're, we're on track. Because there was a little bump last year where people slightly disappointed with or misunderstood the the reporting process. Right. So, what do you do at the point post March when you can at some point, well near that point, put a new resource update. What next? What does the company need to do on that side of things? We've heard about the Sarin stuff today, but what do you yep. do with uh, Makuti? Yeah,
0: so the, the plan for us has been to um, work towards completion of the Feasibility Study and Feasibility Study and the mining licence application all by the end of this year. Have you got so the money for that? the, the plan the, to complete the Feasibility Study. Hmm. Um, yeah, look, we will have a look with these other activities that we're doing. I mean, we're also doing a scoping study on the refinery. So um, we are looking at that, but we're also having a number of discussions with strategic partners about um, helping and participating in the development of, of, um, of the projects that IONIC is, is looking to bring to, to market. Um, and we'll continue to assess... You know, opportunities as they present themselves.
1: So you talked earlier about being able to go into you know, Europe and US, etc. And what's the reality of US? Because there's, there's a lot of competition there, versus you know, you're going to build a demo plant in the UK, you've got an obvious ecosystem in in Europe, you've got export credit agencies in Europe, um, who might be attracted to this. Africa is a place they understand. So again, I'm just, trying, I'm just going to work out where, where you're going to be spending your time in Africa. Because if you're trying to be all things to all men, it gets, it gets a little bit difficult time wise and then money wise. So again, what, what, what are you? What do you envisage yous- yourself spending time on this year? When it comes to if you're gonna, if you're doing um, feasibility studies, and if you're looking at, you know, well, you know, if we're going to build this plant, what's it going to cost us? You're going to start start conversations with groups. Where, when?
0: Those discussions have already started, Matt. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a drawn out process. It's a long process. Um, and, and it's, it's an exercise in bringing people up to speed in everything that's required. Because the rare earth industry, we it's not just building a mine; it's also building the refinery, and it's about building the, the downstream um, metal production, magnet production, and, and, and understanding the partners in each and every step in those new supply chains that are, that are, that are emerging. So, there's lots of discussions to be had. There's a tremendous amount of interest um, across the U.S. and Europe. Um, So, you know, it is a project that has a great appeal um, and it certainly does mean I have many calls late at night and early in the morning um, because, you know, you have to get across all the different time zones. So um, it's it's a great project. It's a great basket um, and it hasn't been missed by, you know, various groups around the world who are very keen to get access to
1: rare earth independence okay well let's see how those conversations go and then hopefully you can start talking about some of them soon um and just with, with the with the ghostly assay results they're going to be through in the next couple of months is what I'm hearing is that right or yeah we should have
0: month? i mean yeah we should have a, a steady stream of assays over the next two months
1: right but you seem more of the um, same because then- i noticed like all the men that you um put out to mark in terms of trouble so so above the cutoff grade, but are you seeing just is it more the same is it fairly homogeneous yeah okay look it's Fine. pretty
0: hard to come up with new comments to put in an announcements map because it's just more of the same um and it's yeah we, we're very happy with Makutu and the potential that it uh, presents good stuff
1: okay look uh, Tim good catch up um I like the saren move it like I say it plugs the gap we start talking revenue a bit sooner um and you know, potentially, it's the beginning of some kind of vertical integration solution. So um, keep at it. Stay in touch, okay? Thank you, Matt.